Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, here we are. Very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and it's uh, the 22nd of April. I think today is Earthy Day, isn't it? Something like that. Uh, 22 April 2022, our phone lines are open. And this is our Friday edition where we just uh, talk about uh, stuff. And uh, the title is always the same on Friday, which is this one here. And I was thinking about that this morning. It takes a long time to get young. That's uh, the name of our upcoming book. And uh, will be a screenplay as well that's in the works, just in the mental realm right now. And so if you'd like to join us on this Friday, it's a little bit after 10. We started a few minutes late today because I just wanted to go ahead and allow you to see the end of the artist interview, Dr. Artist, we did on Tuesday. That just wrapped up. And uh, we've got quite a few uh, comments on that. If you'd like to comment on the whole snake thing, uh, you can call or email. The email is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. The telephone number, 888-663-6386. We are live here on uh, a Friday morning. Um, There have been, um, I won't get into it, deep into it, because I don't understand enough of it, but there have been uh, three or four different uh, highly credentialed docs, uh, Kaufman, another doctor that was on Alex Jones, somebody sent me a video, um, that went through the paper that Dr. Artis presented on the snake venom thing. And with all due respect to Dr. Artis and these people, both of these people were very kind and they were not blaming Dr. Artis for putting out bad information. But he, if you really... I watched the Kaufman uh, video and also the doctor that Alex Jones had on. Sorry, his name is escaping me, but this this fellow is pretty sharp toxicologist and virologist. And uh, the paper that really Dr. Artis was basing all the snake venom thing on was was just very, it was just uh, ill-prepared. There wasn't much there. They didn't really prove anything. Um, probably was just a paper that somebody put out to um, you know to send us down, all down some some path of uh, snake venom in the water and um, no proof of any of it and Dr. Dr. Artist every time I asked him about do you have evidence of this of this of this of this he said no so everything that he's been saying is conjecture and after looking at this thing since Tuesday, I think what really happened, um, there are several people, I won't name names because um, I won't, that uh, produced this video and other people with uh, a lot bigger platforms than us that um, uh, had artists on and uh, didn't really ask them the questions I did about do you have evidence and just ran with the whole venom in the water thing and and then the the 
you know, I guess I guess snakes are just a you know spooky thing to think about because their whole spiritual meaning about the Garden of Eden and you know this snake, the snake on the symbol of the American Medical Association and that whole you know you can get all into that and so the whole thing, in my opinion, at this point was just all it's just a bunch of nothing. But we learn from these things and and. Um, But as you heard, if you if, if you were just here, artist is a good guy and he means well, and I don't think he's uh, consciously controlled opposition or leading people down the garden path. I I think he's just um, received bad information or not looking at any these studies properly. I mean, he's really uh, not just, but he's he is a chiropractor. He's not a virologist, a PhD, or he doesn't have the training to to really look deeply into these things like a Kaufman does or and some other people and um, you know you can you can uh, go to Dr. Kaufman's website Andrew Kaufman and um, look at it and uh, he goes through it kind of line by line and can kind of prove and pretty much show you that uh, the main paper out of Italy that Dr. Artis was going by to he was making a lot of these conjectures was just not well done and and um, not much to it. So, 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 so there you are. There you have it. I'm really uh, just uh, ever so uh, grateful and amazed to uh, to see how uh, day by day, moment by moment. I just continue to uh, get what I need in the way of support from you and from people, from everybody. Um, it's just so, so grateful. And I'm not just talking about your financial support and all that, which is great the products that we promote, but just support from being introduced to people that are um, um, there to help me further my personal goals in the show and in screenwriting. Um, and just kind of everything that that we need always comes to us and it just does. And I'd like to talk a bit about that this morning and why that is. And it's really quite simple. You know, all the spiritual stuff that I talk about that I have been able to see how it works, not read in books, but see how it works. And that's how I've been blessed to get some of the stuff we talk about mostly on Fridays is... Um, that once you see it and experience it, you just kind of know it, and and then the only thing you can really do with that information is either write about it, like in a screenplays, right, or talk about it, like I do here, and share it with others. Otherwise, the information and the insights that one gets, if we would just hold them in there and and s- smile and and just 
make ourselves have a, a better life, it would stop. Um, because if you block something up on one end, it, it just stops. So if you could picture it, you know, it's not how it is, but say if, if you picture it as a straw and spirit is um, loving us, supporting us in every way possible, 24-7, every moment, that everything that comes in to our state of consciousness is um, information or what we need, you know, what we need. Um, and it's, it is. All we have to do is kind of pay attention to it. And if, But if we would just take it in and say, oh, look at that, that's great, you know, and uh, whatever, then it would stop because it's got to keep flowing, right? Because things are always moving here in physical reality. They're all moving. Everything is moving because in these lower worlds, we're dealing with energy and matter and then time and space. So even though even though time doesn't exist on the spiritual level, where we get to hang out as we learn to hang out in the fifth dimension, there's no time. And that's all the whole pro-youthing thing works because the only the only way the body moves backward or aging is is when we 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 take it back there with our state of consciousness. But um so here in physical reality things are moving because we've created time in our minds and we we believe you know that when the sun the sun moves around the earth like this right so say say if you're over here <laughs> let's put me over here okay Let's put me over here. I want to go over here. So, <laughs> so if you're here, if I'm here, you and I are here, and then the sun is moving like this. So this is where daylight and nighttime is. So here would be high noon, and then the sun is setting, sun is setting, sun is setting. Then the sun... We think it sets, but you can see it doesn't really go over a made-up curved earth. It doesn't go this way over some earth. It goes this way, and then it's dark, because it's over here, and it's light in Australia. And then it does this, and it comes back. Oh, it's morning. So that's how it works. And so we... We, we made up the idea that um, we didn't. The Freemasons made up the idea three, four, four hundred years ago or so that that's not how it works. A flat, immovable earth with the sun doing this and the moon. moon does the same thing. But 
we're actually spinning around the Earth, which is the heliocentric model that they um, that they made up. And they they talked to Copernicus and Einstein and gave them a bunch of money and have them had them make up the idea of gravity and stuff like that. So this tricked us into believing that mm, this time thing must be real because the Earth is. You know, the Earth takes time, right? The Earth takes time to go around the sun. So then, if there's time, then we have to age, right? The body has to age because it has to age. So that's what really catapulted people into beginning to age more than they did even before that. They still age because they didn't, they didn't really get it. And we're all we will all leave here sometime if we if we choose to i think we can stay as long as we want but that's just me but um so in in physical reality since since there is this um this energy always moving, which is spirit coming in, our body is either is either getting younger or getting older. Pretty much. Unless we are unless we are in a state of total nowness, which you can do, and there's nothing except even then then you would the body would get younger would actually get healthier the word young is kind of a is kind of a funny word you know nobody's out there and i'm not trying to look like i was 25 or 30 or 40 or, it, that's not what it's about it's about the idea that our cells and our energy and our motives and what we want to do and our beliefs of what we can do, and our vision of what we want in our life is expanding to more, not less, right? So, you know, the way we look or so after we've been here 100 years, it's not going to matter because there's wear and tear on the body that goes just being here, pretty much, but we can get pretty good at, at minimizing it. But it's, it's hard just having a, a body and physical reality because all the energies around it, but we can get good at it. And um, so the goal is not to do a Benjamin Button thing and to look like we're 25 or 30, because who cares how we look? The important thing is who we are and what we believe we can do and what we can't do and what we do do. Can you say do do? What we do do, right. If, um, if we're doing stuff and being productive, helping others, creating things, planting a garden, building a house, I don't know, um, doing stuff, taking up a new hobby, starting a business, um, um, doing everything that we do if we were chronologically 25 or 30. If we were 25 or 30, 40 chronologically, we wouldn't sit around and just be on the internet and thinking about thinking about what other people are doing and, and you know, spending our whole time concerning ourselves with what governments and, 
and people are doing. No, we would be out there working, making money uh, to invest, to take care of ourselves 10 or 20 years from now. So that's the whole idea of learning how to become younger. Uh, the, the, same to you. The, the term is kind of weird, but it's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great title. I think it takes a long time to get young, because young kind of says it all. But again, it's not the idea of um, again looking like we're twenty-five or thirty or or something like that. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you a little spiritual exercise that you can play around with that could, um, I think, help you and me. Uh, we're live here on uh, April 22, 2022. Oh, that's cool. 04 It's got to mean something, right? 2222. Uh, one of the concepts that I work with all the time because if what I'm telling you is true and it is accurate and once you understand it then all the time is the only way to go because once you're here if you don't do it all the time well then doesn't work. <laughs> the, the reason that good things continue to happen to us and we keep getting things that we need, whether it be food, money, friends, relationships, people, business contacts, I don't know, everything, right? To function and thrive in physical reality. The reason that works is because everybody, every other soul, knows what we need. Because every soul, every soul, is connected to every other one on every every reality not just earth not just physical reality earth is physical reality earth is physical reality there may be beings on other planets but i think they're um i don't think they're in physical reality i think they're in another reality, because I don't believe, I don't know for sure, but the other planets floating around in what we call space are not physical. Uh, I think they're just light. So, but there's also a lot of other physical reality, in my opinion, on the other side of the ice, which is at the bottom on um, Antarctica. There could be 
50,000 miles worth of more physical stuff there. But the forces won't let us go see these places, so we don't know. He can't go down there. But every living thing everywhere is connected through this invisible thread that we call divine spirit. You can call it whatever you want. And because of that, something fun that you can start to play around with if you believe what I'm saying here is viable, you may think it's crazy, but that's okay too, is that every thought, image, and feeling, and especially the ones that we accept as real, every other soul on some level knows it. Think about that, how connected we are to everything. So, a little spiritual exercise you, you can do if you want to do is to remember that all of your friends, your mom, your dad, your kids, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and your neighbors, everybody, knows on some level exactly what you think and what you believe and what you think of them and so it's it's like knowing that this present moment everybody knows what's going on so when we know that and you really get that, and you live your life like that, and it's easy to do, it's, once you know it, then you just live your life like that, so you're just careful about what you think about people, because if you know that they're, they're listening, then you're careful. And then when you're careful, and you're kind, you know, and when you're kind, and you don't give them a hard time, or speak ill of them, then you, you don't have any problems with anybody, because everybody loves you, because you love everybody. I, I know that that seems like peace, love, and hippie beats, but you can live like that. And when you do, your life gets better and better and better because you love everybody, and everybody loves you, and everybody wants to help you uh, because they love you. And they love you because you love them. I mean, it's really quite that simple. I mean, it really is. Um, now, you <laughs> now, you can go on anything, Telegram or face plant or, I don't know, social media or stuff like that, and, and you'll see that, you know, 90% of the people don't know that, and they just, you know, give each other a hard time. So, um, but once you understand what I just said, then you'll stop doing it. Do we do it? Do, do I do it sometimes? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll jump on somebody for about 10 seconds, you know, you know, if I'm like seeing an article and I'll say something, and then, but I catch myself and I'll say, no, that's okay. You're doing okay. Because, you know, the mind will just jump in there and say, what are you, crazy? So, so it's just our, um, it's just our awareness and how clear we are and how aware we are of what's going on. And then that can help us to 
um, ease the ease the way, so we don't create uh, any more karma as we go moment by moment by moment. And then better things happen. More and more things happen. Good things happen to us. We meet people at the store that we need to meet, and they're not there by accident. You know, subconsciously, spirit is working with everybody and um, trying to help everybody to get what they need. And uh, I mean, it's, I don't know exactly how it works, but you can imagine how it works. It'd be a great screenplay. It, it will someday. Is that if somebody might get a nudge to go to the store at exactly the same time you're going because they wanted to connect with you for some reason and you wanted to connect with one and you'll say, oh, hi, I, hi there, George. I haven't seen you in a while. And it's just not an accident. There are no accidents. Uh, the word, in my opinion, should be stricken from the, uh, from the dictionary. Accident. It's all connected. And so the easy way to deal with that is simply to know that. That's all you got to do is just know it and start living like that if you want to. Every moment of your life, every thought, every image, every feeling, um, know that everybody knows what you're thinking. So be careful what you think about them. You know, even if you don't like them, you know, then just let them alone. A Bill Gates or a Fauci, you might like what they're doing, but I wouldn't spend time hating them because you'll just create Bill Gates and Fauci karma and uh, he'll keep popping up in your life more and more. That's how it works. That's, that's just how it works. So just by ignoring people that have a behavior that you don't like, and then they'll keep, they'll pop up less and less in your life. And the chances of them uh, getting in your face somehow with forcing you to do something that they want you to do will become less and less because that's the way spirit works. Because you've kind of boycotted them. So my bo- in my opinion, boycott is the way to go, not fight. By- boycotting is the ultimate freedom and the ultimate way to deal with any person, whether they be Klaus Schwab or your neighborhood school board person that's wanting to mask up your kid. Uh, I think boycotting is the best way to go. Now, on a local level, of course, there's always a way that you can talk to people at a school board in a respectful way and see if they can, you can talk them into not wanting your kids to be masked, and you should probably do that if you're a parent and you have a kid going to school and they want to keep masking up your kid. You might as well try, it might help, might work, but most most people are finding that the only way to really deal with it is to get your kid out of school because the way the whole masking thing is set up, you know, it's not set up for, um, rather the school board thing is set up, it's not set up to take actual input from people and to do what the parents want. They get money from people who want you to mask and they take their money and that's how they do that. So, but, that makes sense? This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, glad to have you here. Uh, lots of folks on audio this morning. I think we have a few folks on video too. But, oh, we have somebody 
called already. Love it when people call. Can I do one commercial caller? You stay right there. And uh, let me do a quick commercial here. And then um, we're going to tell you about our hydrogen machine. And then we'll, uh, we'll take our, phone, our first phone call. Previously with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, he argues because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration, the distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease, oxidation is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a astonishing the amount of ailments in fact in scientific studies and they have over a thousand scientific studies now they are showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form okay i'm sold and i was able to get one a couple of months ago thanks to your support it's called the aquacure hydrogen machine breathe the gas and bubble the water there's a promo code one radio for 10 percent discount I, well let's just cut you off right there sir because the promo code is 20% now we are running a uh, 10 a 20% special using using promo code one radio 20% special promo code one radio for the hydrogen machine you'll love this um I do the water every every morning, and you can drink the water and breathe the gas. And they have this little setting where you can time it. So it's pretty cool. You make the water, and then uh, you can drink as you know, much much of the water as you want, and then um, and then breathe the gas, and then uh, do as much as you want. Promo code one radio, one radio network.com. I think you'll really like it. I love my doing it all the time, drink all the water, and it's um, I, I feel great. The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is pine pollen pure potency or P4. 
This is Surthrival's flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of Surthrival supplements can be taken any time of day, but pine pollen pure potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we want to do is amplify that sine wave. We don't want to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we want to take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle. And that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen pure potency. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Wait a minute. I think, there I am. <laughs> there I am. There I am. How you doing? Happy Friday, one of our favorite days ever, just like when we were kids, right? Nothing better than going to school on a Friday. Poo, man. Every now and then I muse about, you know, how, how it was for us when, when uh, I was a sprout going to grade school. I went to the grade school in the 50s. So you can imagine it's a bit different uh, 60 years ago. Um, Mickey Mouse Club, speaking of Walt Disney. Yeah, we used to watch Mickey Mouse Club. They had this great... Um, great little every now and then they had this great little series that we would watch after school and um, oh gosh you know the, the television was I mean it was like a fantasy land compared to what's on now right leave it to beaver father knows best I mean these little situation comedies that were just so so sweet and pure and tame and amazing when you you know when you think about it the difference um crazy and our life was like that um you probably have been long enough to remember growing up in the 50s maybe 60s or 70s um and it, it gradually got you know stranger of course along the way and even the music of course you know we we grew up with um, Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis and Ricky Nelson and uh, 
you listen to some of those songs and um, they're just so sweet and love songs and carpenters and you know the whole thing it's just a whole other reality and when we when we got home off Friday our favorite day from school I mean we would do stuff maybe we'd watch a little bit of that Mickey Mouse thing because we all got hooked onto these. They had these different little series called Spin and Marty. Uh, one was with uh, Annette Funicello and they were like 10 minute little things and all, all the kids got hooked on them and, and they were just like little little stories. But anyway, other than that, I mean, we were outside all the time. All the time. If it was snowing, we were out sledding it wasn't we would be playing ball or we'd be out front in the street um, using a tennis ball and a stick and we'd be what they called stick ball or playing soccer or doing something we would do something we'd go out in the woods and we'd build forts um, we'd, just, we'd, we'd do something what are you going to do sit around go on the internet which is what the kids do now. So uh, a whole other world, and which is probably one of the reasons why I've been able to be around this long and not be crazy, because I had an incredible um, foundation of um, pretty much peace, love, and hippie beads. I mean, no broken bones and no problems. Um, I mean, it was it was incredible compared to what's going on now. You can't even imagine uh, the life that we had. We all ate dinner together, pretty much 5.30 every night, seven kids, everybody. I don't remember many dinners where not everybody was in, I don't think there was any, seriously. Can you imagine that? compared to what's going on today. Mom stayed home, take care of the kids. Dad was able to support family, working 40 hours a week. Amazing. Just amazing. I know. I was listening to one of your shows, writes Margarita. He mentioned to a caller you had, who had cancer, that if she sent you an email, you would share information to help her situation. My sister has just been diagnosed with uterine cancer and she will absolutely and definitely not go to the orthodox way of treating this CT scans, hysterectomy, chemotherapy. I was hoping you could make some suggestions. Well, first off, I, I don't do medical advice. 
I'm not qualified to give medical advice, so I can't give it and don't do it. I can just give you some suggestions that I've learned over the years from people who we've talked to and that I kind of believe to be the way I would go if my sister or brother or friend called me and said, well, what's up? We kind of, I kind of believe, and I kind of, I do believe that um, all of these diseases are based in traumas. They all start with some trauma that's somewhere along the line, some trauma. And they don't have to be huge like a divorce or a death of a parent or a child or an accident or bankruptcy. They can be smaller traumas. Um, and the body just doesn't like um, to get a traumatic, a traumatic event. But most often it's our reaction to the trauma itself. So, um, you know, one, if they had the wherewithal to understand karma and such that we talk about here mostly on Fridays of, say, like a divorce, and you would realize that both parties created this situation. There wasn't a good guy and a bad guy, and, um, you know, maybe it's just time to leave, and you had that... You, time to part and you had that state of consciousness and you part it without any kind of animosity or guilt or fear or attacking the other person and you just said you know let's just be friends and, and call it a day you know that that wouldn't be much of a traumatic effect on the body probably a little because no matter what if you if you got to go through, through the whole thing and do the go to court and do an attorney and appear in court that's a little traumatic, uh, traumatic even, even if you're good at it, because it just is, you know, it just is, and coming up to money to pay the attorney and the whole thing. But it's, it's, you could probably work through that pretty easily, um, just on ongoing day to day with stretching, and um, stretching is one of the best ones, and detoxing in saunas and uh, eating good, thinking right, and forgiving people. You can probably work through that kind of a trauma, you know, a little trauma on the body, and that doesn't have to turn into anything more than maybe feeling a few pains and aches and pains and, you know, maybe a few flu season to detox the the amical divorce proceedings or whatever. Maybe... uh, might um, um, could affect your thyroid or your your blood sugar a little bit but you can work with that and the body will heal that so there's my opinion there's 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 uh, degrees of trauma and the degrees depend mostly or totally on how little or how much we react to the trauma so it's our reaction to it that that causes the tissues to get damaged and that engram to be placed into the body, our reaction to it, because we are our body, our, our A-R-E, O-U-R, body. We are the body. And at the same time, of course, we are not. So that's why it's a little tricky 
because we're not the body, but we are. So, I've really been working with that. This, this whole heartburn thing I went through, it's been so cool to help me to understand how this works. And I can get into that a little bit. So to, to you and the cancer, I would, I would, my, my first recommendation would be I would, I would find a, a German new medicine person. Our fave is Melissa Sell, drmelissasell.com. I think it's Dr. Melissa Sell, but you can just Google her, Melissa Sell, and I would uh, have your sister have a, uh, a session with her. And she can help your sister get to the root cause of how the cancer began. And then you can work through it. That's what I would do. That would be the number one thing I would do. And in the meantime, um, you know, there's all kinds of things she could do uh, to... if she has the wherewithal before she even talks to Dr. Sell, is to kind of realize she sounds like she's halfway there if she doesn't want to do any of the uh, um, orthodox ways. So she's already way step ahead of most people. Is to understand that somehow she created this, which is okay, uh, and to to forgive herself for doing that and say, you know, I really forgive myself. I'm going to really ask God how he did that and start asking uh, the universe or Mother Nature, however you want to say it, how I did it, and she'll start to get information uh, before she even talks to anybody. She'll start, as we were talking about earlier, she'll start to get introduced to people on that will give her insights or introduced to a book, or introduced to a show like this, on how uh, this is how this is how spirit, spiritual healing works. Spiritual healing doesn't necessarily mean that we get a spiritual healing by divine spirit just plopping into our state of consciousness, as maybe Jesus did with people and healed them. Um, it, it most most often works by spirit sending us information and then we hear the information and then we work with that information and then the body is healed because it helps the body heal naturally the way it wants to heal. But, but if we take a certain herb or things like that, or change our diet, that's really part of the spiritual process as well. It just comes from another soul who was kind of um, helping in the process. Does that make sense? And I'm going to give you a perfect example of how that works. I think it was last week I think, what was it, last Friday? I think it was last Friday. 
I wonder if I save the email. Maybe, let me see if I can find this thing. This is so cool. Yeah, I might have it here. Well, I just don't know why it doesn't save at all. Well, I'll just, I'll just, I remember it. So last um, Friday, I was musing about the fact that I had this this strange rash on my leg. And it was really itchy. And it's been there for like three months. And it was about this big. I mean, it was pretty big. It started small and got bigger and bigger. Really itchy. And you can imagine all the stuff I put on it from turpentine to DMSO to antifungals, you know, all this stuff. And gradually, of course, I, I just quit doing all of that and I knew that there was something was having to come out and, and I was grateful and I just wanted to help it come out and, you know. But it, it, you know, it was going on for a long time. So I was talking about it last week and there's a lady that I know who lives in... Kansas. She's a friend of uh, Lynn's who takes the notes. Her name is Nancy. And Nancy's a great supporter of ours and she's just terrific. I've never met her but she's just great. And so she sends an email last (laughs) this is great last week and says Something like, I think you should just try some bentonite clay. Put some clay on there, and that will help draw out whatever's trying to come out. That's what she said. So, after the show, I said, well, I've got clay. See, we always have what we need right right in front of us. It's not like I had to go to the moon to get some secret recipe for this rash. All I had to do was go to uh, my cabinet where something was there that could help the healing happen. See, the healing was going on because I was allowing it to work. I didn't go get steroids to stop it. I was allowing something was coming out. And I kind of I tied it into an energetic thing in my leg, which is kind of kinky but, kinky, but I won't get into. Maybe, I might. So I go down there, and I've got this wonderful clay that uh, was from a company that we used to promote years ago that's still probably the best clay ever. I can't even recall the name right now. And I just put some clay in a bowl and put some some distilled water in there and made a little paste. I sloshed it all over this area, all over my leg. And it was a pretty big area. And And I did it and I was getting clay all over my home because after it dries, it falls off. And so I was constantly mopping up the clay. But, you know, out here in the country, we have wood floors and Doodle runs in the creek and we don't really care about having spotless floors. But anyway, so it's gone. Well, I mean, it's still a little bit, but probably 85% 
gone. Just, I guess I could go up and show you. But I, I didn't show you before, so I don't know. You can see where it was. Let's see if I can do this. Let's see. <laughs> you can see where it was. It was all here. Can you see where it was? It was all here. It's just gone. After two days of um, clay. So you see, this is how spirit works. This is how we get a spiritual healing. It doesn't come the way we think it's going to come. It can come in any way, from an email, from a book, from a video, from in a dream. This is how spirit works. This is why it's kind of good to listen to people and you don't want to run out and do everything that they suggest. But generally, they all have something there that could be of interest to you. It could, generally. Doesn't mean it's the silver bullet, but it could be a piece of information that could take you to another piece of information that could take you to another piece of information. So why would it happen like that? I mean, what's up with that? Why doesn't my spiritual teacher, who I have one, who I work with on the inner planes, why doesn't he just pop in and I do see him and talk to him on the inner planes sometimes when I'm sleeping? Right? Which I've told you about. Um, you think, you know, if he's your spiritual teacher and you want to do a little spiritual healing, why don't you just... Well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. I've learned a lot in that process about how I could have created this with some energetic things with the right leg, um, the female side, and, and all that stuff. So it, just to take something away before the lesson is learned doesn't, wouldn't do me any good. So the way I see the way these things happen is that once we get to the point where the lesson is learned and what we need to know, not as a punishment, but we, what we need to know um, as far as maybe stretching or energetics on the meridian that that was on that I saw, you know, all kinds of things that I learned of why this thing was popping out there. Once that was all learned, then I was ready to kind of dump it, if you will. And then all of a sudden, Nancy in Nebraska pops up and says, just put some clay on it. That'll help it come out. Because it was ready to come out all the way. And that's why she came in at exactly that time 
Uh, and how does that work if she has free will? It's a God thing. So that's a perfect example of how spiritual healings work. So when you ask God to be healed, be prepared to listen, pay attention, and see what comes in, and you'll get the information. And the, the one thing that stops the spiritual healing from happening is to think that we know the answer before we ask, which most of us have spent lifetimes doing. But the thing is, if we really knew the answer, would we be asking? But most of us have spent lifetimes thinking we know the answer to everything, and which is why we don't we don't have a good easy well which is why we screw up, because we're the mind, as the saying goes, is closed. This is how that works. You know, this is why the thyroid is like that. I know. Well, you don't know. You just think you know. We've all done it. I'm not criticizing you or myself. We've all done it for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. Pretty cool, huh? Yep. So it's really clear. It's very clear how you can see where so many people believe that the medical model has an answer for them and believing that they go to the doctor and and you know what happens from there drugs, then another drug to counteract the first drug, and then and then if you if you go in for as people millions of people went in, not millions, but lots of people went in, oh I don't know, who knows, for what they thought they had COVID, which doesn't exist because they had a test which doesn't which is not true and then they put them on remdesivir and then ventilator and then they died that's a extreme of what could happen when you go to the doctor now my opinion if the medical model and this is not going to happen but would just do emergency medicine and leave it at that, um, uh, people would live a lot longer. <laughs> you know, they just would. They just would. Um, 
But I, you know, that's it's not really the goal of planet Earth to live the longest you can live. The goal is here is to learn that we're spiritual beings, and um, and then become co-workers with God. So it is what it is. But, you know, emergency medicine is good. Because if you got car crash karma, you want to be glad that you can go somewhere and they put you back together. So I'm not dissing the medical model totally. No way. They serve their purpose. And we probably have some of the best in the world. Here. Car crash karma people, gunshot people. If people go, go so far that they can't, well, I, wouldn't, I never say can't, but if they choose to get a, a new knee replacement or hip replacement because they don't want to try to rebuild it a natural way, which I think you can do, then they'll put a new one in there for you. So there's a lot of things they do to help people and it's a pretty incredible system. Way more expensive than it needs to be because of insurance and Medicare and it's all it's all made up and it's just overpriced and it's a mess. But it keep keep people going for a while, a few more years and Eli I love your shows and I love your presentation. I'm quite sure I heard you a year ago or so with Jerry Marzinski. You know me, I don't keep in my state of consciousness, all this stuff. I always let it go, so I don't. The demons are real. Wow, did we talk to somebody like that? Is that correct? I don't know. I've been searching for it on your website, but nothing comes up. Well, if it's not on my website, I don't think we did it. It must have been someone else. As I remember that story of all this, it was quite a thriller. I wanted to send the link to my good pastor and is wondering, be so kind to send me a link or information if I am wrong about it having been on your show. Uh, I don't know. Lynn, would you mind? Lynn, up in Nebraska by Nancy. Um, I'm going to spell it for you, Lynn, to see if there's if we've interviewed this fellow. Would you do that so I don't have to do it? M A R Z I N S K Y. Jerry Marzinski. If you can find that on our website, I don't remember talking to this guy. Demons. Demons. Well, I can. I can muse a bit about this idea of demons. People, people conjecture, and in the movies you'll hear it, about someone's personal demons. They're not really demons. They call them demons, because it's a great name. But personal demons are just um, negative, sometimes pretty, very negative, spooky things that the soul has created sometime, maybe a past life, 
or this lifetime by even watching a crazy movie or really, I don't know, reading a book and Stephen King and believing about how a demon could get to you and started to think about it and create that image or that engram in the mind. And so it's in the mind because you've accepted it to be real. So remember, the mind is just like uh, Windows 7 or 10. If you tell it that this is real, save it, the mind saves it. So then the mind will then present this image from time to time because that's what it does for a living. Uh, it says, hey, look at me. Because the mind is almost like um, Windows 10 has kind of become, it's kind of a kind of a low-grade uh, AI light. It's kind of turned to it, to it because of all the inputs that souls get. The mind is really feisty now and why so many people have such a hard time um, seeing who they are in reality, who the real self is, because the mind is kind of running the show. So this this spooky picture, say of a devil or something, we'll just call this a demon, will present itself to the individual, and he could be driving, and all of a sudden, woo, and then he doesn't like it, so then he'll present another thought saying, I don't want that, I don't like that, and then it'll go away for a minute, and then it'll come back, because you have just made it stronger because you're in the mental world and the more you resist something, like the devil image, the more it will come back. Does that make sense? That's all it is. So that would be someone's personal demons. It's no more complicated than that. So why does this demon seem so real when it comes up? Are you asking yourself that question? If it's just a thought. Well, this is pretty geeky, but... And this is in our... In our latest screenplay, Look and See. If thoughts that the mind presents are just something we observe, would we feel them? I mean, if this energy around this devil image that is this alleged demon that I just made up, if this was just a thought that we observe, would we feel the fear, the energy, or the spookiness of the, of the devil? If we just observed it, would we feel it? Well, we can't observe anything without affecting it and without being part of it because with anything there's no separation between self and thought because there's only now and it's just a hologram so the demon is in our state of consciousness and it's just there so we're in it for the moment, and as soon as we say, I don't want that, and I go somewhere else, then we're there, and we could be back focused on driving. 
So if 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 we don't get to the idea that they're just now, and then you say, where is the demon? Is it in the past? No, the past doesn't exist. Is it in the future? The future doesn't exist. Well, where is it? It doesn't exist until it may pop back up from the subconscious, present itself, and soul is in it again, and say, where'd it come from? So it's it's then it's back in. The demon is there. And it leaves when we leave the demon. Is that clear? If you don't understand that, it's kind of kiki to explain. But just trust me when I tell you this is how it works. If you get this stuff, folks, you got you got the whole game. Never have to worry about a thought or an image or a feeling or again, because you just don't accept it as real and you go somewhere else. But you can believe that this demon is real and is affecting you because you think it does and to go to a psychiatrist and pay him $400 an hour and he'll give you some drugs and you can do that, deal with that the rest of your life if that's what you want to do. I don't recommend that because they don't know. You think psychiatrists were just taught what I just shared with you? It would be like teaching doctors that the germ theory is not real. I mean, if they do that, well then the whole game is cattywampus. No antibiotics, no vaccines, no cancer, no nothing, no disease. No autoimmune, no infections, which there are none. That whole, the whole thing is destroyed. Which is why you can't say this on Facebook or YouTube and they'll take you down and why they take Amanda Vollmer down on all her stuff and I don't think they've got the cow in a coffin yet, but You know what I mean, jelly bean? You know what I mean, garbanzo bean? So if they taught psychiatrists what I just shared with you, then the whole game is over. You know, they could help people pretty quickly. They'd probably get more business, So, but then the drug thing wouldn't work, and then that's pretty much what psychiatry is now, is drugs. like to be on the show, you can call us, 888-663-6386, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com, patrick at oneradionetwork.com.
uh, so cool the clay work might be showing you that you can also take it internally I often shake the bottle and take four or five fifths of tea- tablespoon followed by lots of water throughout the day take it over several days pulls out impurities flowers of sulfur from yellow powder I've got some of that it's also great for getting rid of topical impurities I usually mix it with a little coconut oil to make a paste rub it in well you'll smell like eggs I'll try that yeah it's pretty much gone there's a little bit left well maybe that'll be my next step thank you I guess it doesn't matter yeah I bought some flowers of sulfur when Ray Pete recommended that and I got a bag I actually saw it the other day it's funny you were and um I think I'll mix some of that up with water and you smell like eggs, right? Yeah, the, the cool things about about uh, clay and flowers of sulfur, thanks for that, Keller, is that this, there is something wanting to come out. And um, I tied it into a, a whole nerve thing that was running down the meridian on the gallbladder, I think it was a gallbladder meridian, I'd have to check, I haven't looked at it for a few days, I think it's gallbladder or liver, right there, and you can actually put your finger in there and you can feel that that meridian is kind of, um, um, kind of traumatized a little bit, and I think that's too the cause of my little bit of, uh, it's very small, but I can feel it, you know me, I'm geeky, I want to get to the bottom of everything, the little bit of, um, of, um, numbness in my little toesies on my right foot and I, so I think that's the cause there so you see as you dig deeper into um, the psyche and the mind body soul thing and then use these uh, things like clay sulfur hydrogen everything to help the spiritual process which is another reason why I'm more and more, I'm just not into killing anything. Nope, I'm just, me, I'm just not into killing bacteria, viruses, fungus, nothing. Because I think they're all there for a reason. They want to be there. They're there. We all have these things in there. And to take anything to cut it, hydrogen peroxide, anything. I even wonder about um, miracle mineral supplement. But that might be different. MMS is more of an oxygenation, can I say it? Oxygenation thing, isn't it? I used to know. I think it is. I think it is. But I remember years ago, gosh, it must be 10 years ago, when um, the Miracle Mineral Supplement guy, what was his, what was his name? It'll come to me. Called MMS, chlorine dioxide. And I did a bunch of it over about a week or so. I went through, I went to a clinic after that because people recommended you do that. And my clinic lady, who's, she's done a lot of clinics, so she, and you can see everything, right, with clinics, they have glass. And you, there was so much white stuff 
that came out. And she said it was an overgrowth of candida. So once again, though, um, I would not be in favor of trying to kill candida, as was argued for years, but maybe oxygenation or hydrogen or other forms of hydrogen, oxygen, or carbon dioxide exercise in that to help the body balance things out without trying to kill something. And I think turpentine works on that level as well. As Dr. Daniels has said, turpentine doesn't kill, she said this often, doesn't kill parasites, it somehow works with the body to help the body to balance out if there are parasites that have kind of gotten out of control. Because they're there for a reason, every one of these parasites are there, every one of them are there for a reason. So, you do what you want, but I would encourage you to think about this idea of letting go of the idea of killing things. Because the more we try to kill stuff, in my opinion, this, this is, if you wanna, if you don't like to see wars going on in Afghanistan or Russia, and this is what it's about. The only way these wars stop is when you and I stop trying to kill anything. Now if we wanna eat meat or pork chop or chicken, fine, it's okay, just be grateful, thank the animal for giving up its life, that energy gets rid of all the karma of an animal, you can have bacon if you if you want it, if it's good for you, if you need it, doesn't matter, the pig will reincarnate to something else, but just, uh, you know, do it with grace and charm and respect and from people that uh, treat the pigs genuinely well, and um, that's good, in my opinion. That's what the Indians did when they killed game. The American Indians, or when they killed buffalo, they knew this. And they thanked them, and they were grateful. And that's how they balanced out because they knew about this. They knew about it. It's interesting what you pointed out to Dr. Artis, that James, James Lyons Weiler said that when you inject, not inject, excuse me, that when you consume a peptide kind of protein like a snake venom here, Kaufman also said this is true in Vollmer, just doesn't hurt you. Stomach acid and everything. This is why snakes bite you and don't spit on you. So even if they had snake snake venom in the water, which there's no proof that there was, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect you. 
I mentioned that to Dr. Artis and he said that's not true, but it is true. A lot of very highly credentialed people like Kaufman and Weiler and other people say it is true. Which is another reason why I think the bioweapon thing is just made up as well. Um, it's very, very difficult, according to Cowan and Kaufman, to actually reduce, release a bioweapon in the air, have somebody breathe it, have it affect you, and, and it's, you can't share it with anybody. These things, they just don't last, you know. Which is why I've always been suspect to chemtrails, but maybe there is some aluminum in there, but I think we're detoxing it out of our body in chemtrails or whatever those things are. Um, but um, it's very, very hard to um, do a bioweapon unless you inject it, which is what I think they're doing in the vaccines, which is what they're doing with the snake venom. Maybe there's maybe there's snake venom in the vaccines, but I don't. Who, who, these are all poisons. You know, there's mercury in there. There's aluminum. There's all kinds of crap in these injections. So over there's snake venom in there. They've been using snake venom in medicines for years because it's a poison. I mean, we know that they're poisons. Why, why make a big deal out of a snake venom now? Just because it's a snake? They've been using poisons from snails and darts and all kinds of things forever. They've always done this since this is, a, this is how they poison people. Also, when people continually to come out with the idea, even the fellow that was um, was on a clip that I saw with Alex Jones yesterday that somebody sent me, some this high-level doctor, that they're going to run around the country talking about uh, a bioweapon now for COVID, but they don't tell you there is no COVID. Alex Jones doesn't know there is no COVID or doesn't ask, have you ever seen a COVID? Can you show me a COVID? Doc? They can't. Those are, you know, so this whole snake venom thing, or even ivermectin, that makes me crazy too. I'm crazy anyway. Ivermectin for COVID? COVID. There is no COVID. Why do people take feel better when they take ivermectin? I don't know. Maybe because they think it's going to help them get rid of something they don't have. We don't catch germs. And even if they could put a bioweapon in you, you can't even transfer that, according to people that I respect. Can't do it. We don't even transfer herpes or anything like that. That's all been made up too. 
I don't know if you know this, but Bart, the producer of the Stolen History series, died suddenly. Oh, really? Have you guys seen the Stolen History? We have uh, two of the videos on our front page. It's really cool stuff. Died suddenly in January. Hmm. David, David, hi Patrick, I got my AquaCure machine today. Oh cool, thanks for everything. You have given me more useful information that I've benefited from than anywhere else, bar none. And listening to your current Twitch live stream, it hit me like a lightning bolt. Why the phony virus was named COVID-19. Oh, it is an anagram with a number that is the key to the toxin used. COVID stands for the Certification of Virus ID Identification. I believe so. It is a tracking tool for the bad boys to use against us. The 19 has nothing to do with the year, but represents the 19 snake toxins used, which, oh good, which have been weaponized for the purpose of concealing the true cause of death that have happened, no virus needed, just evil intent and people without conscience. Yeah, but how did they get the, the snake venom into the people? Okay, so you say there's 19 snake toxins, which is what Artis said. Well, how did they get, how did they get snake toxins into the people to give them COVID? Nobody's explained that. So that's why I'm not buying that one. Here's a lady who was listening when we were talking with George. She said, I roast chicken neck bones after making bone broth with them. I then crushed the bones into a powder for the garden. <laughs> Does George have any... Oh, I, we didn't get to this question, sorry. Yeah, I don't know about that. Why not? So far, the mask mandate thing being off is holding depends on how feisty these people are going to get. Check this out. One of the biggest newspapers in the world. Good morning. I like to get this because I always enjoy hearing what these people are thinking. Good morning, New York Times. What might a more effective mass mandate look like? 
<laughs> See, so they're backing off because the courts, this uh, judge in Florida, God lover, ruled that this whole CDC overstepped its authority by saying that you had to wear a mask on an airline. The trouble with the transportation mask mandate, writes the New York Times, it was both too broad and too lenient. Its breath required people to muzzle their faces for a long period of time and blah, blah, blah. So see, so now they're going to be arguing, let's, let's be more effective and narrow the approach. A more effective approach to mask mandates would probably be both narrow and stricter. It would close the big obvious loopholes in any remaining mandates, but also limit the number of mandates. The, rea oh, the reality is that masks are less valuable today than they were a year or two ago. COVID vaccines are universally available. Um, it's all fake news. All nonsense. Even if there were a virus, which there isn't, that swirls around the air, which there isn't, a mask of cloth is not going to do anything. You know, after a while, you just got to just... You don't even want to hear it anymore. Uh, I've heard you telling us about being deplatformed from YouTube and encountering difficulties in making your content compatible to the newer platforms like Gab and BitChute. No, actually, BitChute's great. I haven't said that. BitChute, upload it, boom, boom, boom. I am writing you to please consider keeping your content without video because I am reminded of the Bolshevik tactics in the gulag of the late Mr. Solzhenitsyn. I've heard that the Bolsheviks tortured the bourgeois or the middle and the upper class intellectia in the concentration camps by ensuring they did not forget their better days by serving, force feeding them every so often the food like caviar, the vodka and rice. What I see happening now is that people have been made to taste the blood of free stuff available on the internet now they're hooked and things are being made expensive and are being withdrawn. That's what they're doing. There, There is a management school saying if the service is free, the user is the product. You're fine with the audio there and the transcripts are very helpful. Please keep ORN a low-cost operation. We need you to be there. Yeah, there's no cost. So we're more than no cost. We're no cost. We are listener-supported by your um, donations. So if you'd like to send us 20 bucks a month, we gladly receive it. 10 bucks. Or buy the products. And if you don't need any of the products, well then send us some money. 10 bucks. Or if you don't want to do that, 
keep using it, it doesn't matter, but there is no free lunch. You can pass on our links to people, that helps us. Always something. It's pretty cool. If you look at the ice core samples, ice core samples and present temperatures, there is no basis for warming. Actually, there's a basis for cooling. So this is always fun when you see th stuff from NASA, because we know who they are. Check this out. Carbon dioxide fertilization greening earth study finds from a quarter and a half of Earth's vegetation, from a excuse me, from a quarter to half of Earth's vegetated lands has shown significant greening over the last 35 years largely due to the rising level in the atmosphere of carbon dioxide. See, that's what carbon dioxide does, is it feeds the plants and you get more green. Oh, according to a new study published in the Journal of Nature, Climate Change on April 25th, an international team of 32 authors from 24 institutions in eight countries led the effort, which involved using satellite data from NASA's uh, resource imaging spectrometer. So more carbon dioxide is making more green, more stuff. So by trying to get rid of carbon dioxide, they want to lower the food supply and uh, make less green stuff. Just opposite of what they say. We're surprised, right? We're surprised it's opposite of what they think. And we're surprised that the Earth is no doubt cooling and not warming. Are we shocked? Is anybody shocked? 